The word legend is thrown around all the time, but in this case, I really mean it. Breaking Into is next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Breaking Into. You guys know that song. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar to you? Yes. A little, a little bit, right? Yeah, this song, you know this song. This is the original version, folks, of the song, Express Yourself, of course. Hi, welcome to another edition of Breaking Into, and I'm your host, James Law Jr. I'm so glad you could join us today. I have a great guest, like I always do. And like I said before, this guy is a legend in the music industry, and I'm so glad to have him with me. Uh, you can follow us on iTunes, you can follow us on SoundCloud, you can follow us on YouTube, Breaking Into, and my Breaking Into Facebook page, of course. My guest today was part of the Watts 103rd Street Rhythm Band. I said it all in one sentence. The leader of the Watts 103rd Street Rhythm That's Band. That's right, kids. And the most leader. people never get it right. You got it right, Oh, my jeez. I got that correct. <laughs> um, and he also, and he still, he's still worked with lots of people, done lots of things in this industry. The latest things he has, he has a CD called Something to Make You Feel Good. It does make you feel good. And his book, Up, up From Where We Come. Which is a very interesting title in the book. I read the book. All right. We're going to talk about it. It's very interesting. Very relevant yeah. today of things today. Um, he's a great guy. And we're going to just talk about him. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today. Mr. Charles Wright. All right. How are you doing, sir? Great. Yeah, you look sharp. Oh. So you folks on the podcast, you can't see it, watch the video. He looks, he looks sharp today. I feel underdressed. Oh, don't say that, <laughs> yeah, 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 good. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying, to hold, right. I'm trying to hold it down a little bit. Yeah. How are you, sir? I'm good. Good. Yeah. Life is good. You're blessed. I am. Beyond very, belief. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, further better than I thought it would be at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Isn't it funny when we're younger? You don't really think past certain ages. Yeah. And then when you get to those certain ages, you're like, oh, okay, here I am. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I wrote Expressions, I had no idea what to what extent it would advance my life. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think you'd still be working in the business to the like putting out albums and you still later on did you think that at all back then or no? Just kind of I was hoping to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was actually I was hoping that my band would be as uh by this time as tight and yeah. as prolific as Count Basie. Oh yeah, yeah. But unfortunately in today's mar we're well, not today in that market that yeah, young people don't be thinking about sticking together like they should. They don't. Which is our major problem. It's funny. I've interviewed <coughs> several older bands on this show, and that's one of the things they bring up. Is that is so? where the bands, you know, nowadays it's all about me, 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 and yeah, I'm going solo, yeah. and I'm doing this. And yeah. it's, it's that whole village yeah. isn't there. Absolutely. You know, and so and the older bands they stick together, they get tighter. You're a family. Yeah, we used to work with Count Bass in the same stage with them, and let me tell you, whew, they were so tight. They breathed together. They everything wow. they did, their phrasing was so immaculate. And I was hoping my band would. My band was coming yeah. like that, but <laughs> there was some dissension in there, some yeah. jealousy, and the one me, 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 like you said. Yeah. So. That kind of screwed things up. Isn't it kind of <clears throat> almost like what happens with our people, period, these days? Where it's yeah. like, if you know, if I always say this, if we really got together, whoa, that's all I gotta say. We really got together. <laughs> whoa, that's all we need. To that's do. all we need. I mean, seriously, if we <laughs> yeah. really got together, yeah, <laughs> there would be some interesting things that would happen that would change. Very, very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, but 
everything, everything that we like our television, our motion mm-hmm. pictures. Every time you see that bad guy coming, <laughs> it's black. I know. So uh-huh. you learn in time to hate yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what is all mm-hmm. actually happening here. Mm-hmm. If we could turn that around. But we can't turn around because we don't run the industry. But we can turn the damn television off. Yes, we could. Hmm. That is very true. Yeah. We, we do have power together in numbers if we really... But that word together, that's yeah. the key. It's funny how some other <laughs> other races do pull together. And they say sometimes because of language, they, they have a common language. We don't have a common language. They don't have the things going against them that we have. I mean, why do you think the police are scared of this? Mm-hmm. shooting us down in the streets? Mm-hmm. Because same thing I just told you about, we're being programmed out of the system. They brought us here to pick cotton. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that they don't need us anymore. Right. That's a, that's a powerful statement, actually. Yeah. That's you. I couldn't pick cotton. I got soft hands. You, I've seen I've seen some cotton film. I was like, that stuff hurts. You came along with me. You would have picked some cotton. Oh God! <laughs> I have more respect for people. All you guys who judge. I'm like, because my, my my stepdad who just turned 80 uh, a few weeks ago uh-huh. um, said he used to he used to in South Carolina and they used to pick cotton before he went to school. Yeah, and I saw. I'm like, that stuff's hard. Oh my he, God! He, before he went to school. Before he, school. At least he went to school. Yeah, at least he went to school. Right? Is that yeah. funny? Yeah. Cause... But that to me is all. It's all indicative that we nowadays don't really get how hard it was. For our ancestry, who were strong and continued to, you know, nowadays. Now, like I said, just me, me, me. Up from where we've come. Yeah. yeah. I could put a question mark on <laughs> right, it right. today. Right. It really, but the fact of the matter is that they don't realize what we went through for them to be going through what they're going through today in order for their, the progress that we've made in, for our children and our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, unfortunately, now it seems like whew, our children, we're not looking out for our children like we used to. We used to do everything so our children could be mm-hmm. educated and because we knew what it was like to be mm-hmm. uneducated yes. and picking yeah. cotton. So yeah. we were trying to do everything for our children, make sure our children elevate above where we were. Mm-hmm. But nowadays it's so hard to make it. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons. And people just not reasoning anymore like they used to. And our uh, children, one thing that bothers me most is our ability to call each other nigger. Exactly. What the hell do we think we're doing? I know. We're not taking the word back. No, no, that stuff's not happening. It's just, it's perpetuating the whole thing all over again. Every time we use it. And, and now everybody else getting the where they feel comfortable. I know, hello. Yeah. I'm like, we don't do all that. Yeah. I, I never used the word myself. It's one of the, I, like, I never used the word minority. I took that out of my vocabulary. We're not minor. We're not. Oh, I love the way you, you like that, James. <laughs> I'm not minor. What are you talking about? I'm six feet tall, and 250 pounds. I know I'm not minor. Definitely major. All. Yeah, exactly. Most of some small thing. But, we, but as a people, we're not minor. Minor to what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I understand. I understand that. Also, I, I take that out of my vocabulary. So I do not say minority. I am a person of color, maybe, or I'm black. I don't say minority. I, I that's love just, it. That's done. And I also say that I carry my ancestry on my shoulders, and it's not heavy. Ah, beautiful. It's not heavy. Just I just I, I know what they went through to get me here at this table to sit here and talk to you. Yeah, you do, but a whole lot of us I know, don't. don't. Yeah. 
So we gotta work that out. So talk about some of your history. We're gonna flash a couple of albums that he had back in the day when he was with you know with the Watts on the Street <coughs> Band, Rhythm Band, um, a couple of your big albums. And of course, the song "Express Yourself" came out of that whole time period. Yes, you had done doo wop and stuff before that. Yeah. Um, so "Express Yourself," tell me about that song because it's, it's a song that stands the test of time. Um, tell me about that. It's a godsend. Um, we had a hit record called Do Your Thing and we were performing that at Texas A&M one night and <laughs> the song comes to an abrupt end so when it ended they kept stomping and clapping and stomping and clapping <laughs> I don't know what made me say it man except for God yeah. I said express yourself they went wild All right. I said it again they weren't even wild <laughs> I Tried to make up the song right there, but it just wasn't working. God was working for him not that hard just yet. He's like, I gave you a name. I don't to do all that. I'm not doing all that right now. Ain't you, ain't you, got, yeah. ain't you yeah. got no appreciation? Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I gave you I gave you a title. Well, work it out. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, since it wasn't working, I, I, yeah. I quit, stopped the whole thing, and we left the bandstand, and I went to the hotel that night. I started working on the lyrics. Yeah. And uh, by the time I got home, the next day about noon, got off playing at LAX, I had finished the lyrics. Oh, went home, worked on the rhythms and yeah. stuff. And the rest of it is history. What is it? Just give me a glimpse. What does it feel like when your song is a hit? Is it you're on the top of the world? It's just like the crazy. Are you nervous? What does it mean? Depends. Because you have several heads, but how does it feel? Well, it feels good, except there are things that happen. You know, like for instance, when this song, I, I we used to go in the studio to record, and when we went to record this song, um. The other guitar player wouldn't play it like I wanted him to play it. I'd tell him what exactly what I want. Wow. Because my music is kind of mathematical. Mm, yeah. And he get to playing and after a while he gets to chugga chugga chugga. So I snuck in one Sunday <laughs> afternoon without him. Okay. I took, the, <laughs> I took the bass player and the drummer yeah. and myself and we went in and cut the track. I brought it back home that Monday and I played the tape for the guys, my horn section, I want them to play on it. I want to teach them the horn parts. We don't want to play on this, man. It's a piece of junk. Uh-oh. Yeah, they didn't want to play on it. Wow. So I had to threaten them. I said, well, I'm, I used to work in the studio all the time. So I said, I'm going to get some of my studio buddies, and we're going to have some fun. <laughs> and so they grumbled, and they started playing, and they played it. And uh, then I took it to the record, to the president of the record company. Yeah. He said, nah, man, that's junk. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I said, man, put the record out. It's a hit record. He said, yeah, you better not be wrong. So he put the record out. <clears throat> I had the first copy, two copies, okay. sent to me. We were in Detroit at okay. a club. Detroit working for a disc jockey who oh. owned the club. Oh, wow, okay. So I gave the disc jockey one of them. He yes. went in his office, he played and came out and says, I think you made a mistake this time, Charles. 
Wow. Yeah, he said, well, I'm going to play it because you guys are doing such a good job for me here, but I don't think so. Wow. And that happened to me too many times with that song. Okay. <clears throat> and I should feel proud after it hit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then the guys in the group, they can't look at me in the eye anymore, so they all get dark glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm used to playing with them and looking yeah, at yeah, eyes and having fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it has its drawbacks, too, you know. Yeah. That's, so, I, I love hearing these kind of stories because you're telling me people are rejecting the song along the way. Yeah. And the McNow, it's, it's a long-time hit. Yeah, well, the problem is, I think, most people, even my band, because I had... We started out playing top forty. Oh, yeah. Even when we did do your thing, I yeah. brought it home. It made it up on the stage that night. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. we had that Warner Brothers bag of truck up to the club, <laughs> so I brought it home that money and I played it for him. And uh, no, man, I don't want my name associated with that, man. No, that ain't nothing, man. Problem is not a problem really. Most people. If it ain't something they heard before, that's true. That's true. They can't adjust to it. Yes. They don't know what it is until you prove. I agree. Yeah, yeah that what that it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is proving, especially in this business. It's all about proving something because they they yeah. want the tried and true. They want the money maker, the one that's going to give them the money for sure. Even though nothing's a sure thing, but they want they think what's going to make the money or make the hit. That's so unfortunate. I, I used to be an A and R man when I was nineteen. Oh, then you know, okay, for yeah. a record company, and I, I used to go hear these hits. Wow! And I bring them to my boss, and he turned down. So one day I told him, I said, "You know, I, I can hear these hits, man. I'm bringing them to you. You can't yeah. turn them down." He said, "Well, I'll tell you something, Joe. If you give me one or two, and they don't make it, you you out of a job." Okay. So all of a sudden, I couldn't hear his no more. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, I understand that one. I understand that. I understand that. You know, I'll be a job. So, 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 so yes. I understand these guys are sitting, yeah. sitting behind the desk. Yeah. And no, they're sitting behind the desk. They started out. Being, trying to be a musician, yeah. they sell for this desk yeah. job, yeah. and they scared shit. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, that's why I understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you bring them something they don't know what to li- they're listening to. Yeah, I got it. If they didn't hear it yesterday somewhere else yeah, on true. the radio, that's true. You got a problem. And we also, and time and time again, we learn though, even in movies, <clears> TV, <throat> copycats and things that sound like a hit a lot of times do not make it. I mean, they, they, they do something, and they, they can go either direction. They can go totally flop. Yeah. And then the new thing you never heard before becomes this huge hit. Like, oh, my God. Like, where did that come from? But that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when every, every week, this guy, Hunter Hancock, okay. <clears throat> used to play records for, on KGFJ. Okay. And that's, matter of fact, I started listening to his show. That's how I really got involved in this music, because he played the best black music to come out every week. Something different would come out, yeah. and every week, bam! Listen to that, you yeah, know? and yeah. you don't have to hear it ten times to know yeah. that's it, man. Yeah. I want that. Yeah, you yeah, go yeah, to the record yeah. store and buy, buy it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the bit they, the greed and the and the power lurking people who want to be powerful don't don't know what the hell they listen to anyway. Yeah, they'll come into the business and kill it. 
Yeah, I understand that. I agree with that. Yeah, because uh, the pure music aspect of it is no longer in account in accordance because they play what they want to play. Mm-hmm. They pay somebody to play yes. this. Yes. And and uh, and they playing it because they're getting paid for it, and not because it's good. Yeah, that's very true. Things, yeah. things have things have changed a lot. <laughs> and it's monopoly now. There's like what three or four companies anywhere that run everything. Yeah. In the music industry nowadays, it's, just, yeah. uh, it's not like it used to be. And they're not pushing music necessarily. No. They they push this music and they're all right, but what they do is they got the artists kind of look a certain way. So they sell tennis shoes. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Every goddamn thing else. Yes. Which of course you know we're not mad at too much, but uh, but I get you. But I get you. But I get what you're saying. It's like you say now you're selling a brand, not just the song yeah. or the album yeah. or the band or it, it's yeah. It's, and they it's, wear you out. The, yeah. They wear that artist out. <laughs> Go to the next one. Well, you pay me to do something. I'll wear it. Yeah. No, 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 do it. Right. But I was trying to stay. I was talking my integrity too at the same time. All right. Um, okay. So I, now, of course, we can't just talk about this and not talk about uh, NWA. And what happened? What happened there? I mean, is it flattering though that you know, they just like you know went to town on your song on some level? You know, <laughs> there's a story that I tell sometimes. Yes, um, tell it here. Tell it now. Well, <laughs> just us, just us two talking. No, one, no one's here. My son lives in San Diego. He called me one day, and this was at a time when. My royalties had all dried up. Oh, wow. That so does happen then. Yeah, and I needed money <laughs> okay. desperately. Yeah. In fact, I was I was looking for a truck driving job. Wow. And the man turned me down, told me, I'm not, after he found out who I was, I'm not uh, going to give you this job. <clears throat> so shortly after that, my son calls. Dad, you got a hit record. I said, <laughs> I don't know nothing about it. I'm listening to the radio. I ain't heard it. He said, they got it. They just selling out a truck of their car. I said, NWA. Uh, I said, I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't take it seriously. You know, when we got off the phone, I just hung up the phone yeah. you know, and went on about my business. He called me back again a couple of days later. Daddy, I said, okay, I'm going to go to the record store and see what's happening, see if they got any records down there if they're selling records. So I walk out of my door. And the little guy lived next door to me, and his jalopy come up. He's playing expression stuff by NWA on, in, on yeah. a, a, a cassette tape okay. in his car. So I go over to his car, and I said, man, that's my song. He said, man, you, you old school. This is new stuff. <laughs> this is the newest stuff out, man. You yeah. know, you driving. Truck. I said, man, this is my song. I said, uh, man, you old school. I said, let me see that tape. So he takes his tape, give me a tape box, and he give it to me, and we show him who wrote the song. And I read on the Express Yourself by Ice Cube, written Ooh. by Ice Cube. Yes. So I, so I said, uh, I'm going to show him who wrote the song. He said, I told you, man, that wasn't your wow. song. Wow, interesting. So I get the company name and everything yeah. off of the record, and I, off the, the tape, and I go... And I called the company, and they told me, the lady told me, I told them I didn't think they could get away with this. Wow. 
So she gave me Ice Cube's number, and I called Ice Cube, and we worked it out. Okay, okay. Well, it's one of those things, I guess they thought, <laughs> I mean, but your song was a hit, so I'm like, it wasn't like some obscure song from 1942, that they just went and said, oh, no one knows what's going on here, what's going to play, I mean, like. Yeah, it was the only radio-friendly record yeah. they had on that album, because everything else was talking about fuck the police yeah, and all that. Yes, of course, <laughs> yes. We know what NWA stands for anyway, so yes. Yeah, uh, all right. But we are not but the thing is, like, it's not—it's not some obscure song that like some person who's never had a hit put it out there, and he said he's lifted it from that. He lifted it from a hit. Yeah, I know. And you could prove it. Like you could easily prove it. Like, hello, it's my song. Yeah, ain't no other song like it. No, really. Yeah. Wow. So, but he—but he was cool about to say, okay, let's just work this out. And well, he had to back out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. So what? So what was done? Your name was your name added on to as songwriter. So then you started getting. Yes. Okay. But I, from. That day on, he's kind of stay away from me. So they're all I, I never even met them. Wow, I was gonna ask them my next question. So you ever met them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they came right down to Compton and did a their movie. Yes. They could have invited me. They didn't. Or they did the yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which yes. I don't believe in too much anyway. But they, they could have invited me. And they didn't. Yeah. So. Um, that's the truth about NWA. That's crazy. Well, your son, they got your son heard something. Yeah. Well, I would have eventually heard it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was, it was, a, hit, it was a hit for them, too. Kick so, yeah. some butt. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just funny. But here's, what, here's what's funny about how God works. So you're like, I need some money. I am getting down to the, you know, I'm like, and this comes along. Yeah, this, but shortly after that, you know, Nike come up with a yes. commercial and then. Oh, yeah. Before I know it, I got so you're rich. You got, you, got, you got money, don't you? You're rich, aren't you? Shut up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer. I got my answer right there. <laughs> commercials are where the money's at. And you've been, you've yeah. been that song's been in a lot of commercials. Oh yeah, mo- I know. Movies, movies, too. yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. again, it's a timeless song. I mean, all well, kidding aside, it's a song thank God, that thank was, God for it. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, he gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, and his gift keeps on giving. But like you, but you, put, but you work on. You've been worked with a lot of people. You put out a lot of. You have a big discography. You put out a lot of albums. Complete. What was it like doing this latest one? What was it like doing that for you now? What's what's recording and stuff like for you? You know, unfortunately, we've lost Black Radio. Period. Yeah. This is one of the best albums I ever made. I've made a lot of albums. You have, yes. This is one of the best albums I ever made, consistently, tune for tune. Mm-hmm. But I'm not getting the airplay that I should be getting on it. I'm probably not getting any airplay on it, really. I get airplay, but not enough for it to generate a hit album. Mm -hmm. And I I, uh, feel bad about that. But I'm um, I'm a publicity agent. (laughs) Don't tell her. (laughs) We'll say anything. She's trying to get me to do some hip-hop stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say you did that. I just said you did that. Hello, peace. 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 Hello, peace
Um, and they did the LA Soul Music Festival that was here recently. Okay. And it was all just R&B acts. So my point I'm getting to is that it's really hard because I'm like, yeah, where is on radio just a good old-fashioned, with new music, good old-fashioned R&B station that just plays regular oh. R&B and soul music, soul singer, just like, just red, but not about classics, but like just regular up-to-date. Because people are still doing it. But it's probably, that uh, station's probably on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because there's people like, there's people like Lucy Entrepreneur Music, Let Us See, Layla Hathaway. People, yeah. They're putting out soul R&B music. Are they getting played? No, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Where, I'm with you. Like, where is that station where we get to hear it? We have methodically been discontinued. We created this. Hello, yeah. We brought this to this side of the world. We, when we first started, white people came out in droves protesting. They didn't want nobody, their children, to hear this nigger jungle mm-hmm. music. Right, right. And uh, next thing you know, we got Elvis Presley, and we got uh, all kind of white acts trying to infiltrate. Pat Boone, well, they're, all, they're, all, they're all doing all kind of stuff. Whether they could do it or not. <laughs> right, right. You know, you got the radio stations at that time. They pushed them out there in front of us mm-hmm. until they could finally come to the, to the point now that they feel that they don't need us anymore, just like in the cotton field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they've taken our craft and actually they haven't taken it right. surface-wise they yes, have yes. because you can't walk in another man's shoes mm-hmm. and sing his blues you gotta do a, a, an assimilation of it mm-hmm. and that's what our children are doing mm-hmm. they're not doing our music they putting it through a computer, yeah. and they're doing an assimilation of our music. Mm-hmm. Has no heart, has no soul, because machine has mm-hmm. no heart. No, no. So yeah. we're now. This affects us. I'm sorry, not just physically, but mentally. Mm-hmm. We are now at a standstill mentally because black people have always had great music. That's one thing we've had from. Oh, I tried, I'd explain to somebody. We created country. We created rock and roll. Right, country we're, doesn't strike. It okay. And we're the only <clears throat> people who created a new genre of music, which is rap and hip hop. No one else in the last thirty years, nothing strictly new in music has come out. Yeah, there's been strains of different kinds of music, but yeah. rap is the first fully formed new music in the last like fifty years that was from black people. We were forced to do that. Every genre of music we come up with from country. Mm-hmm. Country music, the man that invented country music, they took him off the circuit, put him in the, what they call that uh, place where they have music on Saturday nights at Hall. The Grand Ole Opry? No, Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. They put him in charge of being the DJ yeah. at the Grand Ole yeah. Opry, and they yeah. took that uh, music. The blues, I mean, I remember mm-hmm. when nobody else would even think of trying to right. do the blues. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden you get one guy that can halfway do it right, <laughs> yes. and then they take that completely. Right. We had Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. When, once they got rid of Jimi Hendrix, 
Here comes all of them. Damn. And they got going all their stances and they, you know, the noise they're making. Mm -hmm. Nobody can touch what Jimi Hendrix mm -hmm. did. No, they can. Mm -hmm. So we are, everything we come up with is being taken from us. And I had somebody this morning uh, on a on the, on the uh, computer mm -hmm. asking, how can somebody come along and take what you do and you were here eons before they were? Mm -hmm. They come along and suddenly they're running everything. Mm -hmm. How does that happen? And why does that happen? And what about us, that we allow that to happen all the time? I think it's basically because we are actually a friendly, good-hearted, mm -hmm. good-natured mm -hmm. type of a people, and we don't suspect nothing ever until it's too late. Mm -hmm. And I remember when God used to come to me, honest to God, hey, man, can you teach me how to play rock and roll? And I said, yeah, come on, man. And I started teaching them. Next thing I know, this guy done went and got, we started off with both got imps about this pig. Yeah. He went and got one this Oh, jeez, there you go, yeah. And then, after a while, he gets one this. <laughs> and next thing you know, we playing together, and he's overpowering me. Oh, wow. What a great metaphor there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I, I was a, a big Prince fan. Prince was great, and we talk about we talk about somebody who also fought for the craft and fought for black people. Yeah, to like own your own your masters of your music when he wrote "Slave on His Face." I totally got it when he did that whole thing. I got it. All right, because he was like, I want to do music, whatever kind I want to, mm -hmm. and real music, yeah, with real instruments yeah. and real talent, yeah, um, that they were trying to fight him on. They were trying to hold him down, and Prince was like the, one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. And they were trying to hold him down because he wasn't like Michael Jackson. He was like, I'm friendly and I just want to be a star. <laughs> yeah. You know, Prince was like, I'm about the music. Yeah. I'm about the culture of the music. Yeah. And he really respected his, his elders and he really yeah. wanted to play. And they kept trying to fight him down. I always think about Prince, I mean, where he rests in peace, that he really was like a person who fought for like what you're saying. They finally got him down. You know, there you go. Yeah. And I'm so sad about that. I mean, he's just a, a talent that's just... You know, it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah too often. yeah. Yeah. How did, so how does it feel for you? Because you, you've lived a long time. I've lived a long time. Not as long as you, but I've lived a long time Speak myself. Speak for yourself. Okay, you're probably younger than I am inside, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, how does it feel being a black man right now for you? Because you've, you've seen it all. I mean, you've been through the whole gamut. How does it feel like for you? Because it feels different for me these days, but how does it feel for you? I'm totally frustrated. That's perfect. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, this morning... Well, last week, all week long, we were dealing with the situation in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. And we were waiting for these tapes, these uh, videos. Mm -hmm. So they released two of them that didn't quite give us the whole thing. We right. well enough to know that this man was murdered. Yes. And they're supposed to give us another one, mm -hmm. next, another two or uh, three the next day or so. Then all of a sudden, bam, all you saw was Hillary Clinton and Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. For, yeah. For, yeah. From, 
Friday, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even Thursday, on through Sunday yeah. and Monday. Mm-hmm. No mention at all about right. what's going on over there, about these videos. And today, I'm looking at this little girl. She can't be no more than six years old. Crying. Saying, we're tired of these white folks wiping out our people, the police killing our, our people. This child. She knows it already. She knows yeah. it. Yeah. So, we are right now almost back here. Yeah, when I read your book, I'm like, yeah, this, I mean, yeah. Very, it's very relevant today, this yeah. book. Yeah, the thing the about The mentality and everything. Yeah, but we don't even know about this. Right. So that's why another thing I said, why we things happen to us and we don't have no control of it, don't know what to do about it. Because mm-hmm. we don't even know what we've mm-hmm. been through. We haven't forgotten all. We think Martin Luther King freed the slaves. I mean, we're <laughs> yes, kind of in trouble. I know. Yeah, we are in trouble. Yeah. So, um, which is one reason I published this book. Yeah. Um, so if you want to know how I feel as a black man today, Sometimes I feel hopeless, but there's an inner strength in me that keeps me going anyhow. Yeah, because I know how great we are, and that's the reason. One of the reasons people are always trying to knock us back down because we have. I mean, why did they take country and western music? Who did they take it from? Who did they take jazz from? Who did they take the blues from? Who did they take? Uh, in all these genres of music, they're all the same, basically. Mm-hmm. But what happens is they, every time we get a foothold, 20 years into that foothold, they change the name. They do the same thing with they call us color, nigger, yes. negro. And Afro. Afro. <laughs> yeah, and then they yeah. give it, yeah, every 20, yeah. 30 years, mm-hmm. they water us down. To, and then so I go to my mother and I say, Mama, I ain't, I'm not no negro no more. I'm, I'm black. <laughs> and she gets angry. Yeah. Yo, what? What are you talking about? You black? You crazy? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you African American? You Negro? <laughs> yes. So they keep us split yeah. up and and fragmented. Mm-hmm. That's, a good, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm constantly fighting against the fragmentation. Yeah. Me too. I know you are. Yeah. I I just I can't I just I just keep I have conversations with <laughs> black men all the time of all different ages and sometimes I get so angry like and sometimes they're perpetuating what they're taught. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're all black. You you believe that? Like, yeah. like really yeah. you believe that? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's really it's really tough. It's really tough because like I said, I've been on this earth almost fifty years and I'm like I've seen a bunch of stuff too myself. Yeah. I've had cops pull things on me two years ago. I mean I'm a oh. grown man doing nothing. You know, and we, I had cops. I have guns in my back, so I know how it is. But you ain't the only one, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I and bet you every black man in here right. has been accosted by the yeah. police. Yeah, and that's and that's what's so sad. I get to all people all the time. It's just now it's being televised. Yeah, it's always been going on. Yes, just but, now we have phones and stuff. But I have theory though that really the the truth of the matter is there's some. Too many people, and especially policemen, don't want to see that black family in the White House. Yeah. And I think since Barack Obama, President Obama became president, mm-hmm. it's gotten worse. 
I, I've been seeing him for three or four yeah. years. I hope he get on out of there. <laughs> he's going. Oh, he's so going. <laughs> there ain't no reason that yeah. there all those people getting killed in Chicago, yeah. his hometown. Yeah. You know, that's a that, that's obviously a conspiracy of yeah. some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Why is all the black people in Chicago getting killed? That's Barack's hometown. That's our president's hometown. So they're striking back with all they got. Well, you know what happens? I mean, I always tell people all the time, when they let you come through and then you decide to speak out like Jesse Williams or Beyonce, even Beyonce got pulled back because it was like, no, girl, we let you through. You're like one of the good black folks. You made, you know, we made you famous. <laughs> you got all this money. You made JC yeah, and like you talk about lemonade. And it's like, what are you talking about? You're doing formation at the Super Bowl. They're like, they, they went crazy. Yeah, let you have blonde hair and shit. Like, yeah. what's going on? And now you're black. Where'd that come from? You know, Jesse Williams, yeah. aren't you half black? What's going on? Half yeah. Why are you speaking out? I'm like, and they're saying things that are part are just the truth. Yeah, they're saying things that are American history. Truth period. is dangerous. In truth America. is dangerous. Yes. and we don't want to hear. It. And so it's like. When when Beyonce gets pushed back yeah. for a video, <laughs> yeah. then you know we're in trouble. You know, yeah. you know we're in trouble. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, God, it's just it. I, I like you say, I, there's times I feel hopeless too sometimes and feel frustrated. Yeah. But I try, I'm, a, I'm an eternal optimist on some weird level. So I always try to think, okay, if I keep pushing through and we keep pushing through, something has to change. And you have to keep pushing yeah. through. Yeah. You have, you must. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, we got you. That's true, right? Yeah. Why you want to roll over and play dead? Yeah. That doesn't really help anything, right? It doesn't help anything at all. <laughs> really? Now, I ask my guests the same two questions. I never pre- I never prep them. You guys know how I never prep them. So he doesn't know what they are. You're scaring me now. I guess I'm scared. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> what did you do back in 1990? Um, okay, so these are actually two benign questions. These are two questions. Okay, so I ask the same questions. I believe in language. And obviously, you're a songwriter, so you know about language. What word do you think we should take out of our vocabulary? Just nigga. Not say it. So nigga. That's like you said earlier. Nigga. Nigga. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> say it ten times. That's right. That's, that's never say it again. Right, nigga. Yeah, so they, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> and what? Now, what word? Oh, that's you. You like bitch? No. Like, get out. No more bitches. No more bitches. You know, I say it comically. I don't know. It's always gonna be bitches. It's always be bitches. <laughs> that's off camera, you guys. That's off camera. That's our, that's our studio audience. Off camera. She's like, no more bitches. Really? Yeah, no bitches. Um, but when words can't, I mean, people try to play it off like words don't hurt or words can't stop oh, you from progress. Yeah. Words do matter. Amen. And I try to choose my words. Like I said, I don't say minority anymore. I try, I try to choose my words. Yeah. Especially as black people, we know how to speak yeah. to get our point across because that's what they're looking for us not to speak correctly. They're looking yeah. for us to not be able to articulate what we feel. Right. And we can Oh, we're, we're some yeah. of the best orators out there. I mean, Martin King Jr. was like one of the best orators ever. Absolutely. Even Reverend Jesse Jackson, another great orator. Yeah. People knew how to speak. Yes. And they say, we need how to speak that. So what word do you think we should bring back in our vocabulary or say more of? Togetherness. Oh, I like that. That's something that's universal and, and also specific to us. You're right. It's like we don't say together. We don't say together enough, do we? We used to. That we was the time yeah. when we started talking about black is beautiful. And yes, all that stuff. I remember that as a kid, everything, yeah. And we completely lost that um, it, I, by, uh, I, I think, on purpose, somebody planted the wrong seeds. Yeah. I remember sisters used to wear these beautiful natural yeah. hairdos, and they go on the, go to work, and they come home crying because the white girl on the job told him you can't do this. Uh, 
challenged them in some way or another. And I remember one day I heard the sister say, which made me so sad. Shit, I ain't making no money. I got to get some chemicals. I, I got to get some chemicals. Mean they're going to start yeah. straightening their hair again. And back there it hurt. <clears throat> there was there was live relaxer. <laughs> it was like, that stuff hurt back then. It was like, it was not like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the first time I ever relaxed my hair, I cried. <laughs> I was on their jet again back then. Now they get the stuff that doesn't, it's okay. I, I know what you mean. Woo! I've been there too. Yeah, I'm sure you've been there. It's like, I, the first time yeah. I did I was like, this is not really fun. Nope. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> it don't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. But you know, you made a good point because actually, as you just said that, at the relevance, there was in the news recently that a company said that, that you can't have locks at work because it looks messy. I saw that. It looks messy. I, I mean, I almost, I almost started cussing right now. Um, I just, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, what, I mean, messy. Like, what is that? I mean, what is that? Messy? Really? It looks messy. There ain't no answer for something. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I, when I heard that, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. I've seen some beautiful locks that look good, but oh, they're not mean. There's oh. all kinds of locks. It's not even one type. It's not even one type. Yeah. Yep. But that's why they call it dread yeah. locks. <laughs> yes. Because they dread to see people come on. <laughs> that's the truth. I know, I know. I get it. I get it. But just start with the hairstyles. That's like the first thing of saying that's not beautiful. Don't have a natural. Don't have this. You got, you got to straighten that hair out. Don't, or don't even have curly hair. Don't even have curly hair. Like, that's something wrong with that. You know, my theory is since your scalp is the closest thing to your brain. Where you wear your hair shows how you feel. Interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. I never thought that way before. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, okay, so now this book was mainly about you growing up and early years. Shows where your head is. Yeah, but, okay, but here's the thing. Where's the next book that really gets into all the later <laughs> stuff? <laughs> Why are you coughing? What's going on? Why are you looking to the side? No, I'm working on it. Like you are? Okay. As a matter of fact, I worked on it. I'm, right now, I should be working on it. <laughs> but what I did, this took me 40 years. Yeah. I, I wrote a little bit and I walked away from it. I wrote yeah. some more and I walked away. <clears throat> Finally, I decided last year to refine it, put it all together and make yeah. a book. Then I realized I couldn't get my whole life into one yeah. uh, volume. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. without yeah. being boring, probably. <laughs> so <clears throat> so I decided to break it up. So this is until I was 12. Yeah. What my family went through as sharecroppers. Amazing stuff. Man. Yeah. And what we went through and, and how vicious some of the people. And you didn't spare any um, any detail. Like, you really went into it. Yeah. Because I appreciate it. That was good. You know, you, you talk about it. Well, I, I don't know another way to do it. Yeah. So now, um, I'm, I have written the other part of my book, okay. basically. But I'm not really working on it. I said I was working okay, on it. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So what I, I got to do now is I'm, I'm about to move. Okay. Uh, and it, it's going to be quite a chore for me to move. Okay, okay. It is. Moving isn't fun anyway, so I mean, I understand that. Yeah. So after I move, I plan, I have room in my new house. He just said his new house, folks. I'm all right. He has money. You got some money. <laughs> his new house. Mm-hmm. Not condo, not an apartment. He said his new house. I got, I got the idea. I have room in this old house I'm moving in. Yeah. That I have designated just for me okay. to go in there and sit down and start working on the rest of my 
Life. Yes, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Because yeah. you did, we did, this book, you did a great job. I mean, as I said, it's really, no, nothing was spared. You talked about it all. And I just, I look forward to seeing the next, the next chapter. I'm like, really good. Well, I gotta make you wait for one. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. I guess I'll wait. I am kind of patient, I guess, a little bit. All right. Charles, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. You uh, have to come back. I talked to you for like five or six hours. So you have to come back. <laughs> no doubt I will. Okay, very yes, good. I will. Well, can you get the book? Yes. Yes, can we get it? I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional. I'm a professional. So let me say it. Where can you get the book? <laughs> you can get it at Amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles, my website, expressyourself.net. That's right. And it's a good website. I went on there and everything's in order. You have everything about the book, the CDs, everything. It's, it's, it's good stuff. It's easy to go through the website. Well, thank you. I, I'm glad you said that because yes. I can't stand I mean, going know. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was, they say most websites just should be. Two clicks, that's it to get anywhere. And your website's like that. Oh, it is? Yep. Thank yes. you. Whoever did it, they did a great job for you. Yeah, and there's a lot of information there, too. Yes. Yeah. Good so stuff. y'all come to expressyourself.net. I'm waiting for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> He's waiting for you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is another edition of Breaking Into. You can follow us on iTunes and on YouTube. Follow my Facebook page, Breaking Into, where I have more information on him on that page as we speak. You can use my hashtag, Breaking Into, on Twitter. And I'm at James Law Jr. And Jr. is spelled out. Thank you so much for watching, and I will see you next time. Don't give him a jail record. <laughs> <laughs>